Lord God, that you have given, Lord God, to this part of the vineyard. We're grateful, Lord, for what you have done with them and what you're doing even now, Lord. We're praying your continued blessing upon them that there would be grace and mercy upon this house, Lord God. That your presence, oh Lord God, would be ever here, Lord God, and that you would have preeminence, Lord, in this place, oh Lord God. Have your way, Jesus. Have your way, Lord God. This is your church, Lord God. We are part of your body, oh God. Hallelujah. Help us, oh Lord God, in the name of Jesus, that we would glorify you, Lord, in our bodies, oh Lord God. Let, Lord God, glory, Lord God, be given to you, Lord God, as we live out a life of holiness and righteousness before you. Help us, oh Lord, that we might, Lord God, read the scripture, Lord God, this word of God, and internalize it and live it every day, that someone would see the light that is in us, oh Lord, would see our good works and glorify our Father, which is in heaven. Help us today, Lord, even to hear from you, O oh God, that we might walk, Lord God, as we ought to walk and that we might live as we ought to live. Encourage our hearts, O oh Lord. You know what we stand in need of. You know, Lord God, what you need, what needs to be said unto us, O oh Lord. You know where our minds are. You know, Lord God, that some of us, O oh God, are about to fall over, Lord. We're about to go over the, the cliff and over the edge, Lord. But you are able to help us, O oh Lord, and to bring us back to where we ought to be. Bless us now through thy word for your word is pure and your servants love it. Help us, oh God, that we might hear from thee the day. In the name Jesus we say that every heart say amen. Amen to the Lord. God bless you in Jesus' name. You may be seated. Thank the Lord. As we go back to 2 Kings Primarily where we like to focus out of, out of 2 Kings, that sixth chapter. And this is the story concerning the prophet Elisha, who had a servant, praise the Lord. And they were... Uh, using tools to cut down some things and the axe head fell off, fell off into the water. He lost the thing that he was using to do what he needed to do. He lost the thing that had an edge on it. The edge was sharp enough to be able to cut down what he needed cut down to accomplish what they wanted to do. What he had done was he had lost his edge. Hallelujah. For this afternoon, I like to consider thought, I need my edge back. I need my edge back. Praise the Lord. When you consider even the term edge, it is used in a number of ways. Companies like to stay on the edge of things. They like to position themselves so that they are in front of all the competition. We have something that's called the leading edge. We have something even called the bleeding edge, which is even worse. That means you're taking great risk at what you're, you're doing. But you tend to utilize those concepts that you might be able to accomplish the things that are set before you and you want to stay ahead of everyone else. Praise the Lord. 
And if you do not stay ahead, you end up falling behind and losing uh, much of what we call the market share and your ability to be known very well. And all those things uh, can happen. And so you need to maintain your edge in order to stay ahead of the crowd. Because if you fall behind, the crowd can catch up and overtake you and all kinds of things that happen. That's what we use in the, in the, in the, uh, the, the business world, so to speak, uh, that particular term. Those of you all who are cooks, any cooks in the house? Anybody love the cooks? Oh, yeah. Y'all can invite me over whenever you want. I'll come. Cooks in the house know, praise the Lord, that one of the worst things you can have is a knife that cannot cut. Anybody ever had a knife that could not cut? Oh, you talk about something that's just aggravating. Here you are trying to cut, praise the Lord, into a, a, a tomato or, or, or a cucumber or, or some carrots or, or a piece of meat or something. And if you got something, praise the Lord, that you just have to labor real hard to try to get this thing to work, it just aggravates you to no end. Praise the Lord. But the problem is, it's not, it's not so much the tool that you're using. It's the edge that's on the tool. Something has happened to the edge that is on the tool that makes the tool useless. And if you do not take care of the edge, you might as well just throw it away. Hallelujah to the Lord. It is of no use to you. And so we can understand this concept about the edge being important because if you don't maintain a sharp edge, you cannot accomplish the things that you need to do. Praise the Lord. When we read in, in, in 2 Kings, praise the Lord, this, this, uh, this fellow had an edge. He had an axe head, hallelujah, that he was using to fail, praise the Lord, these, 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 these beams and sticks and all the things that they were, they were chopping down. And the Bible says it came off and fell into the water. Praise the Lord. So now all of a sudden he could no longer do what he needed to do because he no longer had his edge. I began to think about this thing and the Lord was bringing to me, praise the Lord, this, 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 this parallel uh, analysis about what we're going through in the church. Because in the church, it seems like to me that a lot of the saints of God have lost their edge. We no longer are as sharp as we used to be. We're no longer as, as, as valiant and as diligent as we used to be. Hallelujah. We no longer do the things that we used to do. Hallelujah. We just seem to be here just going through the motions. And, and if you're just going through the motions, you're not getting anywhere in God. You see, you can have a form of godliness, but when you deny the power, that means there's something wrong going on in you. Y'all remember what I'm talking You remember when you received the Holy Holy Ghost. You remember the day when the power saturated your soul. You remember how you used to act and how you used to be. You couldn't hallelujah you wait until the church doors were open. Some of us were standing outside the door waiting for a deacon to come and open the door so that we could run down the aisle and fall down on the altar and pray out to the Lord and cry out to the Lord. You remember the day when Pastor Carl 
call for the prayer service, you would be the first one here. You see, what began to happen as you had the zeal for God, you were so sharp in God, hallelujah, that God can use you, hallelujah, in the service of the Lord. But all of a sudden, after a while, something began to happen to you, and you begin to get duller and duller and duller. You begin to lose, lose your edge. And when you lose your edge, you can't do what you used to do. Don't you see folk come to church and they sit in their service in the, in the pew and, they, and, the, and a fast song gets started, an anointed song gets started, and the whole church is up. But a few folk are sitting there looking around, they're counting the cobwebs up in the ceiling. Hallelujah. They're looking at what you got on. Now the service is going on now. The power is falling. Hallelujah. But they're not in the service. Their mind don't seem to be here. You remember that now. Hallelujah. But there used to be a time when the power was so heavy. Hallelujah. You were the first one to testify. You were the first one to sing the song. You were the first one to wave your hand. What happened? What's happened to that? Hallelujah. I tell you, you've lost your edge. Hallelujah. You used to be sharp in God. You used to be so much so that you were always the first one to run to get your praise, but now you don't do that. Hallelujah. Well, how do we get there? What's happened to us where we no longer, hallelujah, are sharp in God? What has happened to us, hallelujah, where we no longer can be used by God to accomplish great things? I tell you one thing in our day is what we've, uh, 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 we've exposed ourselves to. One scripture in the Old Testament talks about, I believe David said, I will set no evil thing before my eyes. But when you set evil things before your eyes, I want you to know you're going to start getting duller and duller and you're going to lose your edge. Some of these reality shows that y'all love to watch, some of these lifestyles that y'all love to watch ain't doing nothing but killing you. Hallelujah. You love to watch sin and you love to watch pornography and you love to watch hallelujah fornication and these things are killing you. They're killing you. You're putting this stuff before your eyes. And now, all of a sudden, it don't phase you now. You don't not even blink. Hallelujah. Homosexuality ain't an issue with you no more. Now, five years ago, you stood up and said it was wrong. Hallelujah. You said it was not right. But all of a sudden, now, you could go either way. Come on. Stealing. You don't care about no more. Lying. Hallelujah. Oh, I can tell a little white lie and get away with it. So our mindset has changed. What's happening to us? You're getting duller. You have lost your edge. You no longer have your edge. The thing that God used to use to do a great work, you have lost it because of what you've exposed yourself to. Hallelujah. My God. What has happened to us? So much to the point we get, we become dry. We're dry in the service. Our testimony is dry. We don't give the Lord praise anymore. We give the Lord what we want him to have and not what he wants to have. We'll come in and we'll just wave our little hand. Come on now. We serve a God that's greater than that. We serve a God. He don't deserve no little wave like that. We serve a God. He don't deserve no little pattern 
out of the feet like that. We serve a God and you need to stand up on your feet. We serve a God. You need to wave your hand. We serve a God that is great than anybody. We serve a great God. Why are we giving him a little praise when he's a great God? If he's a great God, give him a great praise. A great praise. Hallelujah. A big praise. An enormous praise. That's the God we serve. But when you lost your edge, you don't care what you give him. You don't care. You give him a weak testimony. Thank the Lord for being here. Thank the Lord for life after sin. And y'all pray for me. Wait a minute now. You've been saved for 5, 10, 15 years. You mean to tell me God ain't done more for you that you could say about him? Little testimony. Little praise. Little hand wave. And when you come before God like that, God cannot bless you. But there are other people. Hallelujah. In our midst. Who have made up in their mind. Hallelujah. For God I live. And for God I'll die. They made up in their mind. I'm going to bless the Lord. At all times. They made up in their mind. I'm going to give them a praise. I don't care how you feel. I don't care what you say. It's going to be like that man. Hallelujah. That came near Jesus. He was crying out. And they said. Look. Shut up. Don't cry out to him. But he said. Jesus. A son of David. Have mercy. On me. Hallelujah. You got to get to that place where you give God praise. I don't care who else is around you. You got to get to the place where you glorify God. I don't care who else stand with you. Hallelujah. But when you lost your edge, you don't do that no more. Hallelujah. Barely get a praise. You don't get to church on time. Come on, come on. That ain't important no more. It ain't important to get here on time. It ain't important to get here in time for prayer. It ain't important to get here in time for Sunday school. It ain't important to get here. And for the opening service, the opening song, we just get here when we want to get here. That's what happens when you lose your edge. It becomes unimportant to you, the house of God. But now, the job now... We'll break our neck getting there. We'll get there 30 minutes earlier, an hour earlier, and sit around. Hell yeah, yeah, we do. We'll sit around, wait until the time to start, and then we'll we'll stay after extra. Come on. We got the edge for the job, but we don't have the edge for the Lord. (sighs) What's wrong with us? We have lost our edge. We have lost our edge because the things of God are no longer important to us. We have lost our edge because we have become like these people that the Lord talked about. Praise the Lord in the book of Revelation. There was a group that said, look, we got everything. Hallelujah. But Jesus said, but you don't know that you're naked. You don't know. Let me, let me turn to that. Let me go to Revelation. Let me read this in your hearing. Look at how we can get, praise the Lord, so messed up and lose our edge in the Lord. Hallelujah to the Lord. Oh, Lord. Hallelujah. Uh Let me go to chapter 3. Hallelujah. 
Revelation chapter 3, yeah, verse 14. Thank you, Pastor. And unto the angel of the church of Laodicea write, These things saith the Amen, the faithful and the true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. He says, I know thy works, that thou art neither cold uh, nor hot. He says, I would that thou were cold or hot. He says, So then, because thou art lukewarm, thou and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of thy mouth. Then he goes to give the reasoning behind how they got like this he says because thou say not me you're saying this you're saying I am rich this will get you in trouble when you think you got everything that you need and you don't need nothing else from God this will cause you to lose your edge when you think that the resources that you have in your bank account and the house that you live in and the car that you drive and the clothes that you wear when you believe that you have gotten everything that you need and you have need of nothing it gives you a different mindset then you start looking down at folk look down at another sister who don't have what you have why she wearing that it don't even match she should be dressed more like me this is the mindset of those who have lost their edge they have lost their edge and they don't have compassion for one another but he says this he says because thou said I am rich and increased with goods and have need of what of nothing hallelujah I don't need nothing I don't need no body I don't need no help I'm just good just like I am that's where you've lost your edge when you get to the place where you don't need anything from God and this is a problem in the church we come into the church like we don't need God We praise God like we don't need God. When you need God, your praise will change. When you have a need and when you have a desire, when you come into the service of the Lord and say, Lord, my cup is empty. I need you to fill my cup until it overflows. When that is your mindset, you'll praise God differently. You'll sing differently. You'll preach differently when you know that you need God. Do you know you need him? If you don't know you need him, you've lost your edge. You've lost the thing that is going to bring in the power and the presence of God. When you don't have a need for God, then God don't show up. He ain't coming. He ain't coming to save when you don't want to be saved. He ain't going to come to deliver when you don't believe him to be a deliverer. (sighs) Have need of nothing and knoweth not, but look at the real condition of us. Knoweth not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. We don't know we tow up. Tow up from the flow up. There ain't nothing good about us. We just don't know it because we have lost our edge. When you have lost your edge, you think you're all right when you're not all right. You think you're you're good enough to go to heaven and you ain't good enough to go nowhere. Hallelujah. Walking around like God got to bless you. God ain't got to bless you. He ain't got to touch you. He ain't got to heal you. He ain't got to do nothing. He'll still be God. 
He'll still be God. He's God alone. And he don't need us. Hallelujah. But when you come to God humble, when you come to God like you need him, hallelujah, God can do something for you. On Friday, I was speaking out of the seventh chapter of the book of Luke, I believe. It was talking about the woman who came in the Pharisee's house. Hallelujah. The Bible says the Pharisee didn't give Jesus nothing, didn't give him no water, didn't anoint him, didn't kiss him, didn't do nothing. But he had everything in his house. He had the water. He had the oil. He had everything he needed. But he gave God nothing. But here comes a woman. Hallelujah. Who came into somebody else's house. Hallelujah. She didn't bring no water. But she used the tears out of her own face. The tears that ran down. She used them to wash his feet. Hallelujah. She didn't bring any towels. She didn't have nothing to dry them off. So she used the hair that was on her head. She used what she had to bless the Lord. That's how you know when you got a good edge. When you use what you got and you bless the Lord with all that you got. You don't look, you don't look for nobody else to help. You give them what you have. Give God what you have. I don't care how good it is, how small it is, how bad it is. When you give God your all, then God will bless that. The Bible says that woman went away. God had forgiven her of her sin. She was a sinner now. The Bible says she was a sinner. She was messed up. But she went away forgiven. She went away. God had done something for the woman that no one else could do. But the Pharisee, who had a title like some of us, got a title, but we ain't doing nothing for the Lord. We got position, but we ain't doing nothing for the Lord. I'm elder so-and-so, bishop so-and-so, mother so-and-so, minister so-and-so. We got title, but we ain't doing nothing for the Lord. He sat in the presence of God and did nothing for God. He sat in the presence of the one who could do anything for him. Hallelujah. Where are you at today? You in the presence of a God who could do anything for you. Come on, church. Our mindset, we have lost our edge. We have lost the way we ought to be thinking. When you come into this place, you ought to have an expectation that the God that you come in to worship, he can do anything. Is there anything too hard for God? Is there anything that our God cannot do? Is there anything that God can't work out? Is there anything? Anything that God can't heal. So why, why come in here? Hallelujah, hallelujah. With a mindset, I'm gonna give God just a little bit. I ain't gonna give him no more. I'm gonna give him five minutes of praise. But what if God wants to come on the sixth minute? Uh, come on, you say, I'm just gonna wave my hand five times. What if God comes into you on the sixth time? What if he planned to bless you? Hallelujah, when you give him 10 hand waves. But when you make up in your mind to cut God short, then God won't bless. He won't be there. But when you make up in your mind to give God everything. Hallelujah. Everything I got, Lord, I give unto thee. 
all my praise, all my worship, all my love. I give it unto thee, O Lord. Hallelujah. What happened? I'm trying, let me get through this. Y'all can sit down. The man, the man with Elijah, he had lost the axe head. It fell in the water. He could no longer do what he wanted to do. How did he get this resolved? How did he get this fixed? What did he do? He cried out. He said, alas, master. He said, alas, for it is borrowed. What I got, hallelujah, wasn't mine. Hallelujah. And I lost it. But he cried out to the man of God. And the man of God said, he said, where fell it? Show me where it came off. And I'm telling you today, if you have lost your edge, if you have no zeal, you need to be coming to the man of God and say, Pastor, I just don't feel like I used to feel. I don't, I don't seem to praise God like I used to praise God. I don't seem to get in the worship service like I used to. Hallelujah. You can't be in denial. You can't sit up in here as if everything is all right and you're messed up all the inside. There are some folk in the church, they messed up all inside, but ain't saying nothing. They going through the motions. They wave their hand, singing with the choir, giving in the offering, but they messed up. You messed up on the inside, but you won't say nothing. You lost your edge, but you won't say nothing. Oh. You won't go to Mother Geddes and say, Mother Geddes, something's going on in my flesh. Hallelujah. I ain't the same way I used to. I don't seem to want to pray no more. I don't seem to want to fast no more. Come on now. Now, don't you fool yourself. God got people in the church that you can come to. Everybody ain't going to tell your business. Now, don't go to no gossip. Especially if you got a, a real problem. You got a problem with your flesh? Don't go to Sister Gossip because it's going to be on Facebook. Come on, they're going to be tweeting about it. Come on now. Hallelujah, sending text messages. All right, did you know that she got a problem in her flesh? You can't go to everybody, but you can go to the ones who God has ordained to be in your life to strengthen you and to provide you nourishment and to help you out. The Bible says God gave us pastors after his own heart that will feed us with knowledge and understanding. God has put people in your life to help you. You want to get your edge back? You're going to have to come forward. You're going to have to say, look, something wrong with me. I don't, I've been in here a long way, but something wrong with me. Here's a problem we got. One of the problems that we, our edge doesn't get any sharper is we got too much pride. Too much pride. Well, I want you to know the first thing on God's hate list, on his hate list that he don't like, is a proud look. So if you're too proud to ask for help, you ain't going to get no help. You got you to gotta humble yourself. You got to come and say, look, something wrong with me. I can't pray. I can't fast. I don't want to read the scripture no more. I need some help. I need some help, mother. I need some help, elders. I need some help so I can get my edge back. <sighs> something wrong with me. 
He came and he told Elijah, he said, it fell off. And Elijah said, where? Show me where it fell. Show me where you went wrong. Show me where it left off. Show me where it fell off. You're going to have to tell me something. You're going to have to confess something. you got to confess your faults one to another. Hallelujah. Don't be so proud that you're walking around messed up. That's why you ain't got no edge. Your edge has fallen off a long time ago. And you're just going through the motions. Oh, God. And I'm, I want you to know you're in a church. You're in a church that you can be sharpened. You can get an edge back that's like no other edge. You can get an edge back that's more better than anything you've had before because God is in this place. Proverbs says, iron sharpeneth iron. Hallelujah. You got to get with somebody who, who's like you ought to be and that they can sharpen you. Don't get with nobody. We Don't get with another gossiper. Because the only thing you can get sharp in is gossiping more. A gossiper, a gossiper, all they can do is gossip more. Praise the Lord. Bible said the blind can follow the blind. And what happens to both of them? They both fall in the ditch. You can't get with the same. If you messed up, don't get with nobody else that's messed up. You got a problem lying? Don't seek out somebody else that lies just as good as you. That's all, it's only going to help you to be a professional liar. You know, you got them in the church. Professional, they can look at you in the eye and lie to you. Don't blink. You know, in my, uh, in my field, I was in the intelligence. And when, when, you, when you interview people, you can tell certain ways when they're not telling the truth. You know, if they look down to a certain way or they start doing things with your hands. But let me tell you, there's some folk in the church that are cool, calm, and collective, but they're lying. They don't exhibit none of those signs. But they lie. Don't get with nobody like that. Iron sharpeneth iron. So a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. Get with somebody. Hallelujah. If you got a problem praying, get with somebody who know how to pray. Attach yourself to one of the mothers. I tell the young folk this. Look, make friends with the older ones. Because the older ones know the way. They know how to make it through where you are. Attach yourself to Mother Geddes, Mother Din, Mother South. Attach yourself to somebody that knows how to do this. You got a problem with your flesh? Don't get with somebody else that got a problem with their flesh. You're going to be flesh squared. Come on. It's going to be messed up. Get with someone who, who has tackled this thing and has testified that God, even though it comes against you, the test come. I stood the test with my flesh. Hallelujah. Find somebody, hallelujah, who is doing this thing right. Find somebody who's doing it right and attach yourself to them. Hallelujah to the Lord. That's how you're going to get your edge back. That's how you're going to get restored back to where you used to be. You can't, if you're doing the same thing you've always done and you're expecting a different result, they tell me that's the definition of insanity. How are you going to get better doing the same thing that got you to where you are? You ain't
ain't coming to church. You think by continuing not to come to church, it's going to get better? That's crazy. You hang around people that lie, hallelujah, as a practice. And you think you're going to develop a character of not lying? But that's the environment you're in. That's insanity. You can't get sharpened like that. Iron sharpeneth iron. Get somebody, get with someone who's got the same standard that it ought to be. Get with someone who prays and prays as a, as a means of, of holding on to God. Get with someone who fasts on a regular basis and get with them. That's how you get restored. That's how you get your edge back. Hallelujah. You stay with messed up people, you're going to be messed up continually. Hallelujah to the Lord. He asked the man of God. He told him where it fell. And the man of God, he did something and gave it to him. He said, look, cast this thing in the water. And the iron did swim. He heard what the man of God said. He obeyed what the man of God said. And the thing that he had lost came back to him. He didn't have to do much at all. But just what the man of God said to do. Hear your pastor. Hear the ministers. Hear the elders. Hear what they tell you to do that you might live and be holy. Hallelujah. When you hear what they said, what you have desire of and need of will come back to you. God will restore the thing that you have need of, but you got to obey somebody. You got to obey somebody. I wish I had the strength to do that. But many of us, we're just like Samson. Samson gave away his secret to that demon woman. Hallelujah. He got, he got captured. His eyes got put out. Hallelujah. But before his eyes, before he got captured, he, was, he didn't know that God was gone. He didn't know God was gone. He rose up and said, I'm just going to get up and do what I've been doing before. Come on, he's going to get up and shake himself like he did before. That's what you're saying, right? You said, I'm going to come to church and I'm just going to shake a little bit. I'm going to get in the choir and shake a little bit. I'm going to get in the pulpit and shake a little bit. I'm going to get on the instruments and shake a little bit. I'm going to give my offering and shake a little bit. But you don't know God ain't there. You don't know God ain't there no more. He gone. He gone. He gone. You done lost your edge and you don't even know it. You done lost the power. You done lost the anointing. You done lost everything and you don't even know it. Oh God. All you got is that form. That little shake. Well don't you know. You can go outside and look at a tree. And you'll see the limb shaking. But the thing that was on the limb. That caused the limb to shake. Is gone. The bird ain't there no more. He took off. That's why the limb is shaking. And that's why you shake it. The thing that used to be in you is gone. And all you got is a shake now. You done lost your edge. Your edge is gone. You are not as sharp as you used to. You used to know all kinds of scripture. And now you know everybody that's on the, the talk shows. 
you know all the all the cast uh, of all the reality show. But somebody asks you, list for me the 12 apostles. Oh, John. Oh, Judas. You can't even get through them. Come on now. Give me the books of the Bible. Ah, ah. Oh, it's in there. You know, it's in there. I can't quote them right now, but you can quote everything else. You know the music to all the rap, the rap, the rap songs. Come on, come on. All the thing, all the jingles that are on TV. You know all of that. But not the things of God. All you're doing is shaking. What you had is gone. Hallelujah to the Lord. And then you come in the house of God and expect everything to be all right. Samson, hallelujah had lost God because he had given away the thing that God told him not to give away. Hallelujah. When something is not dear and near to you, you'll just give it away. You'll just give it away. Just just like that brother uh, that gave away his birthright. It wasn't near and dear to him and he gave it away. Esau was crazy. Come on now. We just give away God. Now, how do you give away eternal life? What is wrong with you that you want to walk away from eternal life? That's what God is. He is eternal life. If you want to live eternally, you're going to do it through Jesus. You walk away from Jesus, you're walking away from eternal life. Jesus said to the Peter, he said to the, the, the Peter and the disciples, he said, look, will you also walk away? Folk were walking away. Jesus gave some teaching about himself. And the Bible says from that day, they walked away from God. Walked away. Didn't want to hear what he had to say. Jesus turned and said, will you also walk away? Peter found his mind. Peter said, look, Lord, where are we going? To whom shall we go? You and you alone have eternal life. If you go to anything else, it's less than God. Ain't nothing greater than God. Ain't nothing equal to God. You walk away from God, you walk away from everything. So when you do that, you walk away from eternal life. You walk away from the one who can give you everything you ever need. When you take something else over God, you're walking away from him. Sisters, when you take that, that brother, hallelujah, who ain't in God, but he cute. He cute, though. He cute. And he like me. Nobody else like me like he like me. He, he say I cute. He say I look good. He like my legs. Are you kidding me? Come on. He's appealing to a side of you that just wants that kind of attention. The flesh craves attention. It craves it. It cannot be satisfied. It cannot. The more you give it, the more it wants. Flesh becomes like, y'all remember that movie, The Gremlins? 
you feed them jokers. They want to eat everything that's in sight. Come on. Once you feed them, he want everything. You give that flesh something, it'll crave more and more. Before you know it, it'll go from being just, you know, a compliment to constant compliments to touching, to hugging, holding hands, kissing, rubbing, grinding. Before you know it, you're in bed with somebody. Before you know it, nine months later, you got an extra person. Come on now. This is what we do. And the brothers ain't no better. We're running around like we some, 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 some kind of alley dog sniffing after everybody. Trying to give our number to everybody. Tweet, hit me up on Facebook. That nonsense. Come on. Get a hold of your flesh. Bring it under subjection. That's how you know you got your edge. When you can get a hold of your flesh daily. Bring it under. Tell your flesh no. No. Well, sister, can I call you tonight? No. Can I get them digits? I don't know what they call it now. Can I get them digits? No. Can I take you out? No. Tell them this. Come see my pastor first. Oh, oh well, oh, well. I know he looked kind of tired. I don't want to. Thank you very much. He's a rascal. He's slick. He ain't got no edge. Hallelujah. This is what happens in our life. This is what causes us to lose our edge. Now you come to church all condemned. You can't even praise God. You done done something the night before you wasn't supposed to do. And you ain't got no praise no more. You have lost your edge. So you're just going off of what you used to do. Huh? That's what he said. I'm gonna, just going to get up and shake my like I used to do. I'm just going to get in the choir, sing like I used to. Nobody was there. Nobody know. Nobody know what I did. They can't tell yet. Hey. But God knows. You in the choir and the power falling on everybody else but you. That's kind of strange, ain't it? Everybody in the churches, all the Lord is on everybody but you. But you the one that did it last night, but you thought nobody saw you. God sees you. You faking, I know, but you're still shaking. Hallelujah to the Lord. You have lost your edge. Somebody ought to be crying out, Lord, I need my edge. I need it back. I need what I had before. I need the ability and the power to do what I'm supposed to do in you, Lord. I need that. I need the power that when I come to pray, I feel God. I feel the power. I feel the anointing. You don't feel nothing. You come up, before you used to be able to say Jesus a couple times and the spirit is all over you. For real. You could, you could be the one that run across the room and just before you hit the wall, you will stop because the Holy Ghost stopped you. 
But now you ain't got no edge. You running up into the wall and hitting the wall. Ain't nothing stopping you now because you ain't got no edge. Talking about when I dance before the saints. I can go in and out of the saints and the Holy Ghost will guide me and I ain't going to hit nobody. When now you're doing it and you're slapping everybody upside the head. Walking on, stepping on everybody too. But before, the Holy Ghost was doing it. But now it's you. And when you do it, you end up messing up. You going to hurt your fool self? Yeah, you are. Because you ain't got your edge. You ain't got your edge. You need your edge back. You need what God had given you to make you the saint of God that you need to be. But when you're proud and boastful and full of pride, you're just like what they were in Revelation. I have everything. I'm good enough just like I am. You ain't good enough. The Bible says we ought to be growing in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That tells me I can't stop. I got to keep going. There ain't no time to, to cease from growing in God. You stop growing, that means you're dead. Anything in this life that stops growing, it's dead. It's dead. You satisfied where you are, it's because you're dead. You ain't trying to do no more than where you are, you're dead. You don't think you got any more to do in God. You dead. You lost your edge. Everybody in God wants to continue to grow because God is greater than we can ever fathom. Hallelujah to the Lord. The more you get into the word, the more you find out about God. The more you live for God, the more God reveals himself to you. The more you obey God, he opens up his scripture and his word to you. And then you go, wow, that's really what that means? But when you ain't got no edge, you read the Bible and you go, I just can't understand it. It got them funny names. I can't, I can't, I don't know what it's saying. And then you've been saved 15, 10, 20, 15, 20 years and you still don't know what it means. Come on now. What happened? You're not growing in God. You lost your edge. You need to get it back. You need to do what he did. He cried out to God. He told Elijah, the man of God, what happened. Elijah told him what to do. Samson got to the point, praise the Lord, when his eyes were put out, the Bible says, and Samson called unto the Lord and said, oh God, remember me. Don't stay like you are. Cry out and say, Lord, remember me. Hallelujah. I'm not the way I should be. Remember me, Lord. I have lost my edge. Remember me. My eyes are put out. Remember me. I'm just a shell of what I used to be. Remember me. And the longer you stay in God, that risk becomes great. I marvel at reading the scripture and those who knew God the longest seem to do the most foolish things. Hallelujah. I marvel at, at, at Solomon, the man of God that God blessed and gave him. He asked for one thing and God said, I'm going to give you what you said, but I'm going to give you even more. That man who was the greatest, God said there was none greater than you and won't be after you. God said all kinds of things about, about, about this man of God, but yet this man went off in his latter days. He lost his edge. This, this man who, who was great in God. 
and lost it all. David, who was a man after God's own heart, hallelujah, did stuff that he wasn't supposed to do, got caught. Praise the Lord. It was, it was marvelous the way, the way it came. The prophet came to David and, and told him the story about this traveler who came in. He had a little lamb. And, and David's response, he had righteous indignation just swelled up in him. He said, the man that done that shall surely be put to death. The prophet said, thou art the man. You the one. You the one. David Hart, I imagine, just sunk in him when he found out he was the one. But then he cried out to God. He went before God, and he asked God, look, created me a clean heart. Then he said, renew in me the right spirit. What I got in me ain't right. The heart I got ain't right. I have lost something. He wanted something put back into him that he had before the right heart. He said, renew in me the right spirit. Create in me a clean heart. Who today can say such a thing? The only way you're going to regain your edge is to go to God honestly. Hallelujah. You know where you are in God. You know where you've been in God. You know the things that are plaguing you even now. You know the things that are going on in your own mind and in your own flesh. And if you let those things run amok without checking them, hallelujah, they will lead you down a path that you do not want to go. You don't know if you're going to make it back. You get hooked in this stuff. There's saints that have been in the church I've known over the years, and I know God saved them. I know the Holy Ghost came into them. I know it. I was there when they received the Holy Ghost. But now some of them are off in all kinds of religions. They, 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 they come around, they all tattooed up. They got earrings going around the ears and in their belly button and on the tongue. Come on. Someone that I grew up with had the Holy Ghost out into all of this stuff. Some of them got diseases, venereal diseases. HIV, they just loaded up with stuff because of sin. Let me tell you something. The Bible says righteousness exalts a nation. But sin is a reproach to any people. You want to be brought down, you get involved in sin. You may love it because sin, it has a pleasure with it. See, that's, that's the drawing power of sin. It has a pleasure with it. But the Bible says it's only for a season. Just a little while. And then it leaves you and you're messed up the rest of your life trying to recover. Trying to recover. That's why when you get in God, you need to do all that you can to stay in God. Keep yourself under check. Come in, come in for a checkup. Come into the pastor and say, look, pastor, I, I, I ain't nothing wrong with me, but I just want to check. I just want to make sure I'm on the right road. So just, let's just you and I and, and get, get with the saints that are seasoned and say, look, help me to know where I am in God. Help me to check over myself. I'm just doing, you, you heard of preventive maintenance, right? Don't wait for something to break, to fix it. Catch it before it breaks. See if, see if your thinking is right. 
come on now. Come to the mothers, come to the elders, come to your pastor and say, Pastor, this is what's going on in my mind. Am I, am I, am I doing this right? Am I going right? Come on. You, that's what, you need to be humble to do that kind of thing. Your, your spirit has to be humble for you to, to recognize that you may not be altogether right. I don't care how old you are. I ain't just talking about the young people because we got some crazy old folk too in the church. We got some old fools in the church. Some of them might be older than the pastor. I ain't coming to him, that young whippersnapper. He's still wet behind the ears. I've been in church longer than he has. But God ain't called you. You ain't the pastor. He gives him knowledge and understanding to give you. He ain't say he give it to you. You got to get it from him. That's what God say. He ain't going to change his word for you. You ain't that special. You ain't that special. You got to come the way God says. And if you don't, you're going to lose your edge. You're going to be just like those folk that you saw years ago. And you wonder, what happened to them? Why, why aren't they in the church? It's because they didn't do what I just said you ought to be doing. They wouldn't come to the pastor. They wouldn't pray. They wouldn't come to prayer meeting. They wouldn't come to Sunday school. They wouldn't come to Bible study. They didn't keep their edge sharpened. They wouldn't let iron sharpen iron. They got dull and dull and dull, and then they lost it altogether. Lost their mind altogether. We need to go before God and say, Lord, I need my edge. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, if you're not saved yet, you, need, you just need to ask the Lord, Lord, I need an edge. I ain't got no edge at all. I ain't got nothing to work with. If any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. I don't care how religious you are. I don't care how much church you come to. I don't care who your grandmama is, your daddy. I don't care where you live, how much money you got, what college you got a degree from. If you don't have the spirit of God, you ain't got what you need. You ain't even got an edge to even work with. You got to get that first. And then let God work with you to keep it sharpened. You need it. You, need, you can't get to heaven without the Holy Ghost. You all you know that? You ain't going to get to heaven without the Holy Ghost. When Jesus comes back, the Bible says he's stopping in the middle of the air, and then the dead in Christ shall rise. How are the dead in Christ going to rise? Because the one who had the Spirit of God in them, he's calling his Spirit back, and it's going back up with him. And everybody the Spirit is in is going to be caught up. We which are alive and remain shall be changed. Ain't going to be caught up with everybody else. If you ain't got no spirit in you, you ain't going nowhere. You're going to be looking around and say, where mama? Where daddy? Where, where bishop at? Bishop might be up here preaching hard and all of a sudden, whoosh, she gone. You're looking around going, what, what happened? Did I fall asleep? I must have fell asleep because the, the saints, is, the service is over. They done dismissed the service and everybody downstairs eating or went out somewhere. Where everybody at? They gone. I ain't going to be that one. I, I ain't going to be watching nobody go up. I'm going to be going up with him. That's my desire. That's the edge that I have. My mindset is I'm going up with everybody else. You can stay if you want to. Stay here if you want to. Stay here for the mark of the beast if you want to. 
Stay here for the, the, the tribulation period if you want to. Three and a half years of good and three and a half a year of turmoil that we have never seen before. Stay here if you want to have your head, your head taken off your body or your body pulled apart because we're getting there. You, this mess that's going on in our world now, those of us who believe in the word of God are going to soon be persecuted. Hallelujah. Hard. In our present nation. Hallelujah. Look at the stuff that's going on. People look at you like you're strange. Calling you a hater. You're just a hater. Homophobic. Huh? They're attaching titles to us for what we believe in. It's written in the Bible. We ain't making up this stuff. It's in the word. But we're the ones that's crazy. We're getting that. I don't want to be here. Stay here if you want to. But I'm keeping my edge sharp so that when God call me, I'm gone. I'm going to help as many as I can help. If you want to stay sharp so that God comes back for you, he's coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle. Hallelujah. Don't have no mess with you when God come back. You're going to stay right here. You folk that love to run your mouth, you got mess in you. You're going to be right here when Jesus come. You that love to talk about the pastor and the wife and the elders and the deacons and everybody else, you the ones that like to go home and talk about, did you see the kind of hat she had on today? You're going to be right here. You ain't going nowhere. You ain't going nowhere because you're faking. You're just like Samson. Ain't nothing in you. You're going to be right here. I don't care who you are. You playing on the instruments, you're going to be right here. You in the pulpit and you're doing that stuff, you're going to be right here. You ain't going with us. Only the righteous shall see God. The pure in heart. And if you're not that, it's because you have lost your edge. Let us stand. Hallelujah. We may not have run today and shouted today. But I hope you heard something that'll help you. Hallelujah to the Lord. It takes.